0: ni ni. Greetings and thank you for tuning in to the African Diary. This is podcast number seven. First of all, I would like to apologize for not delivering content last week. It was due to circumstances beyond my control, but I'm here. Let's start. Today's story will take us straight to the coastal city of Douala in Cameroon, the land of indomitable lions. It is the story of Kwamba and Amosa, two young men who were close friends from birth. They were born only two days apart and the beautiful part of the story was that both their father and mother were also close friends from childhood. Both fathers came from the same village and early in their adulthood they decided to relocate to the city of Douala for two reasons. One of the reasons was that they did not want to be initiated to the spiritual tradition of their village because they fell in love with Christianity and they looked at their traditions as evil. They wanted to be in a space where people share their faith and someone had told them that Douala was the place. The second reason was that they romanticized the idea of living in the city which naturally made living in the village boring. So they wanted to try something different and that something different meant relocating to the city. I mean after all in my village they say we give birth to people but we do not give birth to their hearts. You see the village would rather pass their knowledge to people who see their future in the village rather than people who dream of other lands. Therefore one day these two young adults set a date for their departure but before leaving they went around the village that saw them rise like a tree from the ground to say goodbye to every citizen who lived there. On the day of their departure some people from the village surprised them at the bus stop with plenty of gifts to carry to the city, it included all kind of fruit and vegetables the village had to offer. There was so much food that they had to offer some to the passengers who were already sitting on the bus people had come out of the bus including the bus driver to eat and drink however the whole experience reached its climax when palm wine was brought to the improvised gathering listen needless to say the bus was lively all the way to the final destination fast forward the bus entered the city of douala and our two passengers from the village were astonished by the beauty of the city it looked exactly like it was described to them they were glued to their windows admiring the busy streets the noise the way the streets were organized the way people dressed and more. Unfortunately their euphoria was about to be cut short and deep at a bus stop because people like them from the village were the prey of magicians with fast hands commonly known as thieves. There was a lot of commotion as the bus was about to park, people outside the bus were shouting at people inside the bus offering all kind of services, taxis to carry their bags and more. Now all the passengers came out of the bus and the appointed person began offloading all the bags and food they had on top of the vehicle. The two men were still left with too much food so they distributed some more to their fellow passengers until they were left with enough they could carry. While they were busy doing that they caught the attention of the magicians. The reason why I refer to them as magicians is because one day I fell victims to one of their tricks and all I can say is that they can cut the grass below your feet and you wouldn't even notice. In their bible of tricks they never had to go far when dealing with people from the village because they knew crime over there was low one magician approached them and asked them if they knew how to drive a car and naturally these two men said no so he convinced them that it was unacceptable not to know how to drive in such a big city he pointed to a page of 205 amongst all the visible cars and told them that it was his car then he invited them to sit in front and he sat in the back he guaranteed them he was going to teach them how to drive on that same day and that would be his way of welcoming them to the city of Douala keep in mind while they are going to sit in the car their belonging was going to be outside but their excitement was too thick you could literally cut through. Then the man sitting in the back pretended to have forgotten his keys and far away one of his accomplices was waving at him and waving the keys. So he left them in the car and disappeared. Listen these two men waited with the same hope colonized Africans waited for Jesus to come free them. The magician and his team disappeared like a bottle of water poured in the ocean. When they finally realized what happened to them there was only dust left where they had left their belongings so they decided to confiscate the car because they believed the owner who tricked them would come back for it. Then they began telling people what just happened to them and a crowd quickly gathered around to hear their story. Then the crowd told them that these peoples were well-known thieves who prey on people coming from the village. Then they showed them that the car was standing on a pile of bricks and probably the last time it worked was when the last brick of the wall of Benin was being laid. Now keep in mind they had come from a village where such crimes did not exist because not everybody in the village practices Christianity and those who do not will deal with you on a spiritual level where you will be at their mercy and your religion won't do anything for you. Anyways that was their first baptism to life in the beautiful city of Douala. Luckily before their arrival one of their uncle who lived in the capital city Yahunde had connections in Douala so he managed to rent a small place for them so they wouldn't struggle for a place to sleep. After recovering from their experience at the bus stop people helped them to make their way to their rented house. However it did not take long before they realized that life in the big city was not as wonderful as they had imagined. Life in the city was harder than than their thoughts and even their idea of what it was to be a good Christian was shaken to the core. It was easier to be a good Christian when living in the village because the existing culture and identity of the village made it easier for people not to steal, cheat, lie, and more. Plus, most of the people's needs were already met, so it was easier to practice their faith under that existing umbrella. But in the city, it was a different ball game. The night before they left, the whole village came together and contributed money for them to be able to live comfortably in the city, however in the village that money seemed a lot but in the city it was what some people sometimes spend at a weekend just for partying, one thing they did not take into consideration was that in the village people rarely paid rent because people usually inherited their parents or ancestors land and they never had to buy food or fruits or even meat because they had everything around them, i mean there was only a handful of things money could buy in the village, however in the city it was the complete opposite because they now had to pay rent and buy food and by food I mean vegetables because meat was out of the equation, it was too expensive for them. Whenever they went to the market they avoided walking near the meat section because they did not want to hurt their feelings. But the only time they got closer to eating meat was the smell from their neighbors cooking it and it was pure torture. However in the midst of all their experiences they had made something clear in their mind going back to the village was not an option so they decided to get stuck in and move with the punches. Since people from the village are not slow they quickly figured out how the city worked and they used all their skills learned from the village to make money. They began noticing that in the city people did not eat some of the vegetables they ate in the village so they took advantage of it and reduced their expenses. They began growing a variety of vegetables and tomatoes then sold them to their neighbors. They began teaching young people in their neighborhood how to farm, how to hunt, how to predict the weather and all the knowledge they had from the village. They fought their way through the concrete jungle of the city and came out on top successfully. Success here is not in a monetary or material sense, it's more in the sense of being able to live in harmony with your neighborhood, to be accepted in your community without forcing people to accept you and to contribute something of value to people around you. Yes their lives dramatically improved and they became key members of their communities. A few years later they decided to marry two women who were also best friends. Listen here i suppose it was one of those don't you have a friend who's single because one of my friends is single. Listen unfortunately this mentality is gone people have become stingy they just want to keep it all for themselves. You listening to this could be the reason why someone is single. (laughs) Anyways both couple decided to move into a bigger compound with two big houses because such setups strengthened the sense of community and they also wanted their children to grow up to become best friends. It didn't take long before both women became pregnant i mean it's a known fact that people from the village bring a different kind of hits then both women gave birth to two boys two days apart from each other those boys were named after their grandfather who was still alive kwamba and amosa and that's how they were close friends from birth 17 years later these two boys loved football like most of the youth of their age in cameroon and they did not just love it they also played in the local neighborhood team in some parts of the continent and football competition are organized between various neighborhood to find a winner and it comes with a lot of pride to live in the winning neighborhood. Now, Kwamba and Amosa were prolific goal scorers, they helped their neighborhood win two tournaments. Keep in mind they were so good that they were playing with older players who were in their mid-twenties. They lived a modest life with their parents, they never lacked anything. Alright, let me say they never lacked anything essential for their development. Their parents provided shelter, clothes, food, education and the community provided the remaining support and entertainment however the boys were not dreaming big and those dreams were fed by the images they received from the television and they also wanted to drive big cars and smoke cigars listen winning trophies for the neighborhood did not pay much but they continued to do it because they knew an opportunity would arise from it every time people spoke about neighborhood competitions their name were always brought up and they knew if they continued to do that one day they would be signed to play for a club locally or internationally which usually leads to being called to represent the country at the african cup of nation or at the world cup amongst the best these desires were boiling in the hearts of those boys but as we all know opportunity is a queen and she can never be rushed but often when she arrives we are no longer there because we got tired of waiting they would often see young people like them showing up to these football competition driving big cars and smelling like wealth these two friends would often wonder where do these guys get their money from. Anyways during their school break they used to be sent to the village to spend time with their grandparents and they enjoy their time there because life in the village was different from the city. And two weeks before their 18th birthday they were asked what was their wish. Amosa said he wanted to celebrate his birthday in the village and Kwamba said he wanted a new pair of football boots then he specified the brand but he made it clear that he was not going to go to the village. Anyways, both parents had already noticed that Amosa was more into the village vibe compared to Kwamba but the village knew that Amosa was one of them, an old soul and a villager at heart. On the first day of the school break, Hamosa woke up early in the morning, packed his staff, said goodbye to everyone and went to the village leaving his bestie Kwamba behind. Amosa in his 18 years on this earth was growing tired of living in the city and Kwamba knew about it because they spoke about it but he never told Kwamba that on one occasion while in the village his grandmother had asked him if he would be interested into being initiated in the spiritual tradition of their village and Amosa had said yes in a heartbeat. In reality going to the village was only one part of his birthday wish but being initiated to the ancestral tradition was the second part of his wish so technically he did not lie to his Christian parents. His initiation took five days and everything went according to plan and the spirit and his ancestors and the spirit of the village were happy with the calmness of his heart. Now it meant that anyone on the African continent who's also an initiated would automatically know that Amosa is an initiated. And that is how initiated look after each other throughout the African continent. The ancestral spiritual world does not value all the colonial borders that we uphold amosa had planned to stay in the village for the whole two months but a strange event made him go back earlier than intended while in the village he kept dreaming about a woman dressed in white walking towards their home in the city with a bag full of precious stones and every time he dreamed about her she was getting closer and closer to their gates now the last dream he had about that woman was when she had entered their compound and dropped one of her stone then left it was on that day he decided to tell the elders about his dreams on that day the elders were shaken and they immediately told him to go back they quickly rushed him to the bus stop and while they were waiting for the bus to arrive someone from the village brought a black goat and told him to take it with him then he was instructed that as soon as he reaches home to dig a small hole where the woman had dropped the stone then to gently stab the goat on the tie to take a little bit of that blood to pour it inside then to cover the hole and to attach the goat at that same location Straightforward right? Anyways, Amosa got on a bus while someone was attaching the goats to the roof. They drove for like 50 minutes then the car stopped for no reasons. The bus driver requested that people come out to push the bus and people were coming out of the bus but as soon as Amosa got out of the bus, the bus started working however when he got back in it stopped and after a few time people began noticing what was happening so the driver told him to wait outside they wanted to test and see if it was really the case so he stood outside while everybody got on the bus and the bus was still working but when he got in the bus stopped the driver told him to get out of the bus so they can try one more time and as soon as he got out of the bus the driver locked the door and drove away then the driver threw out enough money to allow him to get on another bus clearly he didn't want anything to do with him amosa collected the cash then waited for another bus the bus arrived he got in and nothing happened however along the way they picked up other passengers who informed them that a bus had had an accident and the driver died on the spot and everybody else of but they saw a goat running into the river, then the goat disappeared. Then he remembered that he was given a goat to take to the city. Anyway, he decided it's no big deal, he will buy another one. After all, he was an initiated, so there was nothing to worry about. Now as soon as the bus entered the city it began heavily raining and when they got to the station the rain was so much that he was left with no choice than to stay at one of his friend who lived near the station. However the next day in the early morning when he made it home he was informed that Kwamba's father fell in their compound and died on the spot. He passed away that night. The same time, Amosa's bus had arrived in the city. But Amosa quickly noticed that Kwamba was not present. And when he asked where was Kwamba, he was informed that Kwamba no longer lived there. Anyways, they organized everything to take the body back to be buried in the village where he was born. When they got to the village, all the initiated got together, including Amosa, and they declared that their son, Kwamba's father, was held captive and there was nothing they could do about it. They had two weeks to bring him back or his body would no longer host him because the body isn't meant to be empty for a long period of time, but there was nothing they could do to free his spirit because he was not an initiated. They explained to Amosa that what he thought was a dream was actually a vision of what was going to happen and what he referred to as a woman was a spiritual version of a debt collector. It holds people's spirits in captivity but it doesn't kill them. Amosa was given the name of that spirit but let's leave it where it is. Anyways they decided to keep the body somewhere safe then they began asking questions. The question that kept coming back the most was where is Kwamba but later that day Amosa's father told them the story of how Kwamba left. One morning he told them he was going somewhere and they shouldn't try looking for him. They thought it was one of of his jokes so they didn't take him seriously however when nighttime came and he was still not at home they began worrying so all the adults in the neighborhood got together and began investigating by asking shopkeepers bars and people in the nearest neighborhood if they had seen him as they were busy searching one of their neighbors who was a taxi driver told them not to worry that he saw kwamba in town with the top boys and he was living his best life. After hearing that news all the adults decided to go to sleep but agreed to meet the next day to discuss the matter. The next day they saw him on the street he was there looking for his girlfriend and he looked different he had on expensive clothes, watch and a brand new shoes he was in the company of one of the top boys so technically he did not disappear. it was just an upgrade to premium upgrade. Even though Kwamba never set foot at his family home since the day he left he was often seen in the neighborhood by his favorite locations were the local clubs and bars. Within that same month he broke up with his girlfriend because she wanted to find out why he was spending his money on strangers, on buying expensive clothes and on wasting it on alcohol when his parents were struggling to make ends meet anyways some people thought there was nothing out of the ordinary these things happen people get money and they turn their back on their family and friends however people still found it weird that he did not show up at what was known as his father's funeral anyways after spending a week in the village the small delegation decided to return to the city but Kwamba's grandparent requested that Kwamba's mother stays in the village because at least there she would be under their protection however she politely refused and said she She would go to her pastors for prayers then she left the village now two months later amosa began having the same visions with the same woman walking towards the gate but this time she did not walk past the gate or whether she stood in front and threw a big stone but as she was about to leave it as if she felt that someone was looking at her she looked around and she saw amosa she walked toward him then she whispered as if there were other people around them and she said there is nothing you can do about it you are next then she turned around and walked away. He woke up extremely scared from that vision so he decided to go buy a goat then he followed all the instructions he was given. He decided to do it at night because he did not want his neighbors to come and ask him what he was doing. After doing that he went to bed because he had to go to school in the morning. He woke up the next morning everything seemed normal. The goat was no longer at the gate and it did not bother him but deep down he felt like something wasn't right. Now let's move our attention to young Kwamba, the big boy in town, in fact let's refer to him with the name he was now rocking in the whole town, His Excellency. How did he manage to turn his life around so quickly in a space of two months without winning the lottery or even being signed to one of the richest clubs in the world? Young Kwamba grew impatient of living a modest life. He wanted to live big quickly and he gave up on waiting for queen opportunity. A few days after Amosa left town, he decided to go to the nearest football pitch to train. Now, as he was training, one of the top boys in town recognized him. You see, young Kwamba did not have money, but he was organically famous. Plus he was loved by people around him, however if it was up to him he would have given up fame for fortune if the choice was presented. The guy approached him for a quick chat then asked him if he wanted to join him for food. Long story short, both boys were enjoying a meal at one of the finest restaurants in the poshest neighborhood of the city and Kwamba felt like he belonged to such places. Now the interesting part was that people would come to their table to greet and congratulate Kwamba for his achievement but they would quickly turn to the top boy to ask for financial favors when they were in the car park about to leave the restaurant then kwamba told the top boy i want to be like you however the top boy told kwamba you don't understand what you're talking about it is me who wish i could be like you you have everything but you just don't see it however kwamba made it clear that he did not care about all that he just wanted in in whatever these boys were doing the man told kwamba one day you will remember my words and you will regret your decision but if you really want in, tomorrow say goodbye to your parents and come meet us at my place. But before you leave, make sure you take at least one thing that belonged to people who matter the most in your life. No explanation was given to him and he did not bother to ask any question. The top boy gave him some money then dropped him back to the football pitch. At that point, Kwamba was already seeing himself upgrading the life of his family and Amosa's parents. And in his mind, it was game over. Bye bye poverty. Now, later that day when he got home, he managed to collect an old brush that belonged to his father, a comb that belonged to his mother, a pen that belonged to Amosa's father, a book that belonged to Amosa's mother and finally a bracelet that belonged to Amosa. Then he left in the morning and went straight to the top boy's headquarters. It was in a complete different location compared to where he lived but his neighborhood was one of the most popular ones and that's where people with money used to go to publicly stroke their ego. When he reached the location he was welcomed like a king that's where he received his name his excellency because he showed up in suit and tie. These boys looked like they were partying the whole night and they were still partying it wasn't even 9 a.m in the morning however as he was warming up to join the party and his new lifestyle a girl who was also there pulled him aside and told him to go home and not to join these boys because he would regret it kwamba ignored her but the girl repeated and she added do not do it if you love your parents then he just walked away from her By roughly 11 a.m people had left and those who stayed were sleeping so he decided to watch tv and play video games. So the girl who spoke to him earlier as she was about to leave she told him I hope you had a good night's sleep because that was your last one. Then she left. He did not care about anything that girl had to say. By 5 p.m everyone was awake and ready to move but before leaving the house Kwamba was reminded to keep with him everything he brought that belonged to his loved ones. By 11 p.m they were in town wasting. Money on food, they were not going to eat, buying drinks to strangers, and throwing money to people. At around 1 am in the morning, the top boys got in their cars and drove to the beach, then when they reached they began walking towards a specific location of the beach. Then they suddenly stopped and one of the guys stood in front of Kwamba and told him that this was his last chance to change his mind. Kwamba shook his head to show that he understood then he took two steps forward. They continued moving then one of the boys told him to look down and walk faster. However, the last thing Kwamba saw before being told to look down and move faster was a rock few meters away from them. The whole group was doing it so he decided to follow and not ask questions. Kwamba was bracing himself for the impact as they continued to walk faster, stepping on the Atlantic Ocean. But he realized that they should have already hit the rock, but they did not. All of a sudden, he felt like he was being pushed to the ground, so as he was falling, he closed his eyes because he was not supposed to look up. Then he heard a familiar voice telling him to open his eyes. When he opened his eyes, his whole body turned cold and he began shaking out of fear. He was so shocked like never before. Kwamba could not wrap his head around what he was looking at it looked like he was in a complete different world and there it was daytime but instead of the sky being above him it was the ocean. Then in front of him was standing the girl who was talking to him at the party. She politely introduced herself and welcomed him into what she referred to as her world and told him that it was a bit too late to be scared and asked him what was the reason for his visit. Kwamba looked around him and realized that it was just the two of them and even though he was still frightened our champion kept his eyes on the prize and told her i want to be rich with a gentle smile she asked him if there was anything else he wanted but kwamba said no i just want to be rich she then told him all of you are so predictable but i would like to inform you that i have made you the richest person amongst all of your friends and you will never lack money a day in your remaining life kwamba was still scared but he managed to return a smile because he was just thinking about the words he just heard she proceeded by saying however these are the conditions you have accepted by coming here you will never sleep at night or your physical body will die but your spirit will come here. Here we do not like people like you so you will experience a lot of pain. But it shall end the day you were supposed to die in your physical body then you will be released to go you must never share this money with your family relatives and close friends directly or indirectly or your spirit will come here plus we will claim the spirit of the six people you brought here but kwamba did not understand and said i did not bring anybody with me the lady smiled then showed him the brush the comb the pen the book the bracelet then she added the owner of this book is pregnant lastly she informed kwamba that the day he turns 25 his spirit will be brought there to be for a while for trying to cheat life she joked with him and said across all realm of existence the world she belonged to is wrongfully known for being crafty but she reminded kwamba that he was given a lot of warnings but he decided not to listen however before sending him back to his body she informed him that there are many other people like her they go around the world looking for people who do not want to put in the work or patiently wait for their time to come she added they appear to people according to the types of women or men these people like then they tried to convince them not to do it but only a few people listened. the whole process for kwamba felt like an eternity but when he was back into his physical body it felt like he was only gone for two minutes when he opened his eyes all the top boys were seated there staring at the sea waiting for him to wake up when he was awake they all went back to the club to party till the early morning as if nothing had happened that is how kwamba's life changed overnight the 18 year old young man life was now upgraded to the exclusive premium gold lifestyle he already had fame but now money was matching the energy he bought cars designer clothes houses basically anything he wanted but he had no peace now only a few weeks while in enjoying his wealth in one of the most popular bars with a crowd of strangers he noticed someone from across the street was staring at him he hadn't limited money so his excellency felt powerful so he stared back the person crossed the street and walked up to him and said nobody can see me apart from you I just want to let you know that we have your father and soon we will take the remaining five if you don't want to be next you better start thinking about the next five people also do not attend your father's funeral and the reason why you never get drunk is is because we want you to feel everything you are causing around you. He felt those words deep in his bone but there was nothing he could do to calm the pain he was experiencing and tears started dropping from his eyes and when his associate heard about the news they had no sympathy for him because that was the life they had chose and every few months they had to bring five more people. Now a couple months later as he was getting ready to sleep during the day his gate man came to tell him that the chief of his father's village and other five men were at his door they wanted to see him and no was not an answer he told the watchman to let them in but the watchman said he already offered them to enter but they refused they wanted to see him outside of the gate The chief had hired a bus to take him to the city and as soon as he saw Kwamba he told him to get on the bus they were going to go to his family home and the chief made it clear that it was not a question. Kwamba wanted to jump in one of his vehicles and the six men told him not to do that so they all jumped on the bus and drove away. When they arrived Amosa was getting ready to tackle a large bowl of porridge but he was interrupted by their knocks at the gates and upon seeing his guest Amosa was very happy to see familiar faces from the village in the city. But he did not see Kwamba because Kwamba was told to stay on the bus. The chief told Amosa to get his parents and Kwamba's mother and within two minutes they were all standing in front of the chief. That's when he informed them that they must all go to the village before the night otherwise their physical eyes will not see tomorrow. Amosa's father did not even bother to ask any question because being from the village he knew that the chief's presence in the city meant that things were serious. It took everyone less than 10 minutes to pack but Kwamba's mother refused to leave. Her faith in her religion will not allow her to fear anybody Amosa's father tried pleading with her but she refused now before leaving the compound the chief told Amosa's parents to climb the wall because it was not safe for them to go through the gates but only the initiated could pass through the gate without any problem that's when Amosa's father's realized that his son was an initiated deep down it made him happy because even though his son was born in the city he was still able to love his culture to the extent of accepting to be initiated in the ways of his ancestors now when amosa's parents got on the bus they were extremely happy to see kwamba and the young man became emotional because the man standing in front of him reminded him of his father the chief tried one more time to plead with kwamba's mother but still she refused and since they were being rushed by time the chief left and closed the gate but amosa's mother shouted from the bus window to let her know that her son was on the bus that was her only son so she quickly turned around and walked towards the gate the chief pleaded with her to climb the wall and Amosa's father got out of the bus ready to help but she refused. She opened the gate, said a little prayer, then she stepped outside the gate looking at the chief as if to say there is nothing to fear. But when her body was fully outside of the gate she fell and her head hit the concrete so hard that she died on the spot. Neighbors who were following the whole situation rushed with blankets to help but they did not dare to step near the gate. The chief and the five men nicely wrapped her body and told the neighbors to inform family that her body was carried to the village they made it to the village before night time, and everybody was exhausted but kwamba was so sad and tired that he had no energy to even leave the bus the village was expecting guests so everything was organized to welcome them when they arrived everybody stayed on the bus and the woman came to carry the deceased body then everybody left the bus except kwamba the young men from the village came to carry Kwamba out of the bus, then they took him to the elders. Then the elders took him to the river because they said he smelled of death. While he was in the water they were burning his clothes and everything he had on him. Then he was given new clothes. When they got back from the river he was fed, then he was taken to the chief's home where a few initiated from their village and neighboring villages were waiting for him and Amosa was also there. After hours of speaking and listening to Kwamba, the chief concluded the meeting by informing Kwamba that in his village he can sleep at any times he feels including at night. And the chief added as long as he stays within the confinement of the village then he is safe but the day he ventures outside will be the day he will die. After hearing the chief's conclusion he asked himself what else is there to lose then that night he parked himself on the corner at the chief's house then slept like a newborn baby and for the first time in weeks he slept at night. Amosa could leave the village whenever he wanted because he wasn't an initiated and later his parents finally accepted to become initiated. However, Kwamba could not be because he had a binding contract somewhere else. Kwamba was embarrassed, sad, tired, but he felt relieved because it was the first time he spoke about the whole situation. And during that meeting, Amosa did ask one question to Kwamba, was it worth it? And he replied, no. After a few days his mother's family went to see their daughter's body and agreed for her to be buried next to her husband and after that from time to time they would go to visit Kwamba in the village. After a few years in the village Kwamba married an initiated woman and they had six children and they made sure all their children were initiated. However not too long ago someone accidentally set fire in the village and everybody was running outside the village to the main road for safety. Kwamba helped his wife and his children escape, but as soon as he was about to leave the village, right in front of him was standing the woman who once upon a time made him a rich man. You see, Kwamba aged like palm wine, but this woman still looked young and stunning. She told Kwamba to hurry up, come outside, so she could take him back to his new home. However, Kwamba told her that there is only one part of the village that is on fire. In fact, the other side of the village do not know that his side is on fire. Then he ended the conversation by letting her know that it was nice to see her but he intended to take a direct route from his physical body to his last destination without stopping anywhere along the way the end listen this is one of the longest story i've dropped here and i do not intend to make it a habit i will be trying to upload during the week instead of the weekend and i will be trying something new very soon and i would appreciate if you have any feedback or maybe any suggestions the email address is the african at outlook.com i repeat theafricandiary african diary at outlook.com i thank you if you made it this far and i hope you enjoyed it hopefully i would like to stress on the hopefully hopefully i'll speak to you next time take care